Hi everyone, this is the Supported Sobriety Podcast. I'm Matt, and I'm in recovery from an addiction to pornography. And I'm Katie, and I've been married to Matt and supporting him in his addiction for four years. We created this podcast to bring hope, healing, and greater understanding to both men struggling with pornography addiction and women who support someone struggling with an addiction. I upload episodes for men with pornography addictions. And I upload episodes for the women who are supporting their loved one. We share real stories from members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but anyone is welcome to listen, and we believe everyone can benefit from finding peace through Jesus Christ. We hope that this podcast can bring you closer to Jesus Christ and help you on your journey of recovery and healing. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy this episode of Supported Sobriety. Hey everyone, and welcome to Supported Sobriety. We are excited to come back after this break that we've had. Um, it's been a nice month to kind of take a break, relax. It's, it was my birthday, 4th of July, 24th of July for those of you in Utah celebrating Pioneer Day. We had a lot of fun. We went to the cabin. We've been to the pool with the kids. It's kind of funny that Elson hates the pool. He's our two-year-old, but Ezra loves the pool. He's like 10 months right now. So anyways, it's been a fun month to rest and relax and, and just uh, enjoy the kids and the time off the podcast. Yeah, it's been awesome. It was funny. Last time we went to the pool, we bought floaties for Ellison and for Ezra, and we're like all ready to let them be free and swim around and do their thing. And Ellison just wouldn't even put them on. He was just freaking out and screaming, and we were just like, we're never coming back to the pool again. <laughs> but it was fun. So anyway, yes, glad to be back. We're feeling really good tonight. Matt and I were just laughing before we started recording how... Sometimes we get a little bit grouchy with each other when we're planning episodes or recording episodes. Doing this podcast has really helped us work on our relationship in some ways. It's just been completely, we've never done something like this before. So it's kind of stretched us, but it's been fun to learn about each other and to figure out how to communicate a little bit better. Yeah, I feel like I always, I just like, when we're planning for these episodes, I, I don't know if I get stressed or uptight or like we're on different wavelengths or what. But I feel like I have just like learned so much about myself these last like few months. And some of that has come from like working through kind of recovery further. Um, but it's funny, like I've been meeting with my life coach a lot recently. And my life coach is actually Katie's mom. Which is funny. <laughs> but awesome. She's like, it's like, it's like when you have like a doctor in the family or like an attorney yeah. <laughs> and you like, you like use them and like kind of abuse like what they, like their gift and like their talent. And uh, so she like... Um, is a life coach and I've just been meeting with her kind of working on like business things that I've been doing and and different like getting to know myself better and so I kind of attribute a lot of our like lack of grouchiness tonight to the fact that like I maybe have learned a little bit more about myself uh, meeting with a life coach so that's kind of funny. That's funny because it's like a lot of people have in-law problems you know and like maybe you wouldn't want to be sharing stuff about your personal life with your mother-in-law but like it's been working out really well for Matt I hope it is for my mom I assume it is but um yeah so it's just kind of funny that they kind of have that relationship going and I love it because I'm like okay I I don't know even know what to say or like I can't deal with this right now like you need to go talk to your life coach about it and then my mom kind of like takes it from me so (laughs) it's been fun and this might be like even like too deep now but on top of her being like my life coach her husband katie's dad my (laughs) father-in-law is my boss and so so i work with him at work (laughs) and um so i'm over here spouting my life to my life coach and he's in the next room like 
being my boss. And so there's a lot of like complicated ties I feel like in our family, but it, it works out. I didn't out really put that together. All for the better. No, it's it's awesome. We have we have great in-law problems. That is really funny. Or well, yeah, around. yeah. So anyway, we're we're feeling good tonight. Glad to not be dealing with some of that stuff. So we'll see how the rest of the episode goes. Hopefully we can do it without feeling too stressed. And if you're ever looking for a life coach for anything, for addiction, for anything, you should uh, you should reach out reach to us. Out. We will connect you with my life coach. The best. Yeah. Katie's mom. She's awesome. Fully certified, all the things. So anyway, she is awesome. Today on this episode, we wanted to share a story with you guys about one of our lowest moments as a couple. Yeah, we wanted to share this story because looking back on it, we feel like we've learned a lot more since it happened. And we wanted to share our experience and what we've learned since then so that if anyone is kind of going through a similar situation or um, is going through any difficult situations, that maybe some of these principles that we've learned could apply to your situation. And also, I think it will make a lot of you feel a lot better, whether it's about your relationship with your loved one or yourself as like an addict. We went on a family vacation, um, back to like our in-law problems. I don't know if we should <laughs> say that, though, but <laughs> back to our in-law problems. We were on a family vacation with Katie's family. And this was about five months into my recovery. So it was five months after Katie found out that I had this problem with pornography. And it was about a year and a half into our marriage. And we went on a family vacation and we were all kind of just stuffed in like a bunch of hotel rooms um we were all just like sharing rooms and like beds and everything. sharing like a big car too we all drove up and like well yeah we had like maybe two cars but like, to make a long story short katie has a lot of siblings and i think i was the only like married yeah. um like one there so it was katie's whole big family and then me and we were just all on a family vacation together there's just like no privacy on family vacations you know and after our first full day there, I ended up having a relapse and it was a really bad relapse. It happened late at night and the next day I got up, I was feeling super bad. We all got ready, but we went out for the day and partway through the day, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I took Katie, kind of pulled her off in like some parking lot and we sat down and I told her that I had had a relapse the night before. Yeah, so he, that was just, it completely blindsided me. It was not on my radar at all. He was, he hadn't told me that he had been upset or worried about that in any way. So I just didn't see it coming at all. And part of me was really glad that he told me because we were really working on the honesty thing. Part of me was just like so mad. Like, why would you tell me this right now? It's literally the middle of our family vacation. Now I'm going to have to deal with this in front of my whole family. Um, I was really, really devastated and I think more than anything I was really shocked at Matt and at his behavior I just honestly could not fathom how he just couldn't control himself enough to have a relapse while we're on family vacation with people close by I was just I was just super mad at him and I just felt like he like this is not normal behavior like I feel like I was just really understanding like the severity of his addiction and I was just super super angry I feel like I didn't handle it very well normally I feel like I've handled relapses and have been able to be patient and like talk through it and stuff but I was just so shocked and so angry at him I think like I just didn't even talk to him like the whole day but it was definitely a thing that my family totally was picking up on it but they had no idea what was going on so it was a really, really 
bad day and bad rest of our family vacation. Yeah, so like to just put you in our shoes, we are on this vacation. I have a relapse. The next day I tell Katie, and now we are just having like problems. We're like like huge upset. marital problems in yeah. front of everybody. And uh, there's definitely some like yeah like tension between us and but we're like still on this family trip. Still no privacy. No privacy. Still just sharing a bunch of hotel rooms. And trying to like enjoy our day, have fun, you know, be normal, joke around, but we're like really weighed down by this. And Katie and I, I feel like we're not like very dramatic people generally. We're not like, we don't like over like dramatize like things, but I don't know. We're both just really like shaken. So yeah, that's true. Like we're generally not like very dramatic, but like that was a time that I just felt like out of body experience almost. (laughs) Like it was just, it was so strange that like it just, made me so like that upset that I just like I couldn't I had no control over my emotions or like how I handled myself in any way yeah and it was honestly such a negative experience for me I have only myself to blame for this but after this I didn't tell Katie for I think five months basically about any relapses so I continued to have relapses after this experience for about five months and I didn't tell Katie at all just because it was it was such a rough time for us after this. So without trying to beat a dead horse, it was a really rough time. And looking back on this, we've always thought like how hard it was, um, this time for us. And how, like, we've always wondered like, how could I do this? We were on vacation, just like Katie said, but let's look back on this experience and review it from a different lens. Let's put it under a different microscope. We'd only been married 18 months and that's like a decent amount of time, but not enough time to really like know each other super well, know each other well enough to know what would like hurt someone, what that person needs. There's limited time being married. It was our first family vacation ever together. And so I I didn't like, we didn't know like what would happen like on a vacation. Like, would it be stressful? Would we be like, would there be a lack of privacy? You just think like, oh, vacation, it's super fun. Another note about vacation that I've seen a lot lately, especially now that it's kind of like summertime, a lot of the people that I sponsor are going on vacations and I've seen a lot of people, and I've done this in my life, like including the story that we're telling tonight, but a lot of people go on vacation and they don't have, they don't do their dailies, they're super disconnected, and they just like, they end up having relapses. And so vacation is, can be a really triggering time, especially like family vacation, where you don't have that like typical privacy that you have in the marriage, or any structure that you would have if you were at school or at work, or just like living your normal life. So like vacation in and of itself can be an extremely like difficult time. Um, in addition to all those things, I was pretty early in my recovery. I was only five months in at this point, and I was struggling on and off with dishonesty and relapsing. I was feeling really homesick just because, like, I was with Katie's family for, the like, one of the first times on vacation. It was, like, different than how my family would do it. Katie and I were not connected. I, we, I was feeling extremely disconnected. I was feeling really lonely. And all those things you can't, like... Anyways, I, I was feeling all those things. So we didn't understand my triggers... And we didn't know how to deal with my triggers. And so basically we were out of our typical routine. I was extremely triggered. And so what looks on the surface to be like a fun family vacation, why would I relapse? We now can see that this was like a perfect storm, perfect recipe for relapse. And from my perspective, again, I just like, I was like, this cannot be normal. Like my husband is this crazy addict man. I don't know him at all. He is not behaving in a normal way. I was just completely shocked and really upset by be- by his behavior. But like Matt said, looking back now, now that we are a lot more experienced in this, 
we have learned so much about each other. We've learned about triggers. We've learned about the nature of addiction. Like we've just learned so much about addiction, have had so many experiences with this, um, and have heard other people's experiences. We know that this, all those things that Matt described exactly, all those things that Matt described were just a perfect recipe for, for a relapse. And at the time, we didn't really know that those things were kind of leading to a possible relapse. But looking back, we're like, oh, yeah, of course you had a relapse. Like, that makes a lot of sense. I wish we had known more about that at that time. Yeah, that's why we think it's really good to learn about your addiction just generally, as well as what triggers lead to relapses. Because so many situations initially seem weird. Like, a, like why would you like relapse in that situation? We're on a vacation. We're supposed to be having fun. But looking deeper, they're actually recipes for relapse. So some examples of that that come to my mind are like when missionaries get home from their mission, they're, they should be on the spiritual high. They should have just been like engrossed in missionary work. But really, they just came off an experience where they no longer have an explicit calling in their life. They don't have a purpose. They're not doing what they are used to doing. And they feel probably really lonely and very vulnerable. And of course, like that is when people, including myself, start to go back into their addiction and relapse. Other examples include getting married, dating someone, finals week, stressful job times, vacations. It's just important to learn what triggers affect you, how they affect you, and then so or your loved one so that you can help your loved one or so you can help yourself as you go into these situations. So you're probably wondering what can I do to prepare in these situations? And there isn't always a great answer because you don't always know when these situations are going to present themselves. But specifically for vacation, if you see yourself going on a vacation sometime soon, I would recommend that you overhaul your dailies. And what I mean by that is, say you spend an hour every day, you read the scriptures, you pray, you work through the steps. I would, and this is just the gospel according to Matthew, but I would say, Shorten that to something that is actually doable while you're on vacation, something that you could do in, in 10 minutes while you're waiting for someone or um, 10 minutes before bed or just like in the morning before everyone else gets up into something where you are connecting with heaven through prayer, through scripture study, um, through an accountability partner or a sponsor. So I, I would just find something that's realistic that you can actually do and figure out what you're going to do to be accountable in that way. I would also highly recommend reaching out to a sponsor before you go into a situation like a vacation and say, this is what I'm going to do. Um, these are the things I want you to hold me accountable to. I'm going to reach out to you if I'm feeling this. And what is your advice? And I think a sponsor could be a great help during that time to help you know what uh, things would be specific to yourself. And so, you know, it, it comes back to kind of the basics of understanding yourself and preparing for the reality of what it's going to be like and then having a sponsor or someone to help you through that. And from a support person's perspective, it's really helpful for your loved one if you're going on a vacation or just really anytime in general for you to know what their triggers are. So for Matt, a lot of his triggers have to do with some type of connection, like disconnection for me, like feeling lonely, feeling misunderstood, things like that. Or sometimes he has triggers of like if he sees something on TV or hears something. So it's, it's kind of like a whole spectrum of what his triggers could be. But it's been really helpful for me to know specifically what they are. So when we're out in public, when, when we're at our house or on vacation or whatever, 
I can kind of pick up on those things a little bit more and then maybe reach out to Matt and say, hey, how are you feeling about this? Was this triggering? Let's have a conversation about it. Or for him to say, this was triggering to me. And for me just to be really understanding about that and not try to fix it or solve the problem or something, just have him be able to talk to me about it. I think looking back, if we had known that those things were his triggers while we were on our family vacation, we would have had so many more conversations that maybe could have prevented that relapse. If I had known those were his triggers, I would have spent more time having a connection with him or maybe deciding to get our own hotel room or things like that. Yeah, I think that it's really important to understand your triggers and that is easier said than done, but I can think of at least two ways that are really good for finding triggers. The first thing that I would say is look back at the last several relapses that you've had or the last few times you've had a close call or just felt like like pretty bad and, and say like, what led up to that? What events, what feelings, what situations, all the things that led up to that and, and just like write them down if there are any that like stick out to you as significant. The second thing I would do is every time you have a relapse or a close call or just like a negative situation going forward, look at right after it happens, like immediately after when it's still super fresh, have a system for going back and saying, what happened here that led to this? And pretty soon I feel like you will pick up on the things that lead to that. And so it can be kind of ambiguous to think, what are my triggers and how would I run into that? But it is something that you can kind of come to terms with and come, come to a knowledge of over time. We hope this episode was helpful to you. Having a sponsor to work through this with you is just is so helpful. And I think especially a sponsor who has gone through the steps, who has worked through addiction in their own life is just so key. Learning more about addiction, about yourself, and about your triggers is powerful. And it gives you knowledge and really power to overcome your struggles and your addiction Recognizing patterns and finding ways to prevent relapses is so helpful because the saying rings true to me here. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of the cure. And as someone who's been through addiction, I wish I had had that ounce of prevention like way early on. And each relapse is always just so so worth it to have that ounce of prevention that can overcome this so much more valuable than the cure. Like we mentioned, this was probably one of our lowest points as a couple as we've gone through this addiction recovery journey and even now like looking back sometimes we feel kind of triggered by it or feeling sad and we're just like how were we there like that is like so sad and scary that he was so low I was so low but it's also been really amazing to kind of see how we have come out of that so much more and how Matt and I have had so much more healing um, the last couple of years as we have worked this 12-step program we've really relied on each other relied on the savior and that has helped us those things have just helped us so much and it's really just been so incredible to see the change that Matt has made the changes that I've made and how our marriage has just come so far since since that experience happened to us yeah so we hope that you enjoyed this episode we also just wanted to say that a lot of in-person meetings are back specifically our the meeting that we go to with um, couples in Provo is back on. If you're if you're looking for any information about that or would like to come, it's Sundays at 6 p.m. You can email us for more information. We're slowly growing it, and we're excited to see more and more people come because I think there's huge power in a lot of people coming. So if you 
are married, if you are engaged, even if you don't bring your significant other, we would love to see you at that meeting. Yes, please come. If you're in the Provo area, we would love to see you. Matt and I are there really frequently um, Sunday evening, so we'd love to see you. Let us know if you want more details. Thank you so much for listening. We would love for you to rate and review this podcast as well as share it with everyone you know. For information about the church's 12-step and support meetings, please visit arp.churchofjesuschrist.org. We encourage everyone to find a sponsor or support person. If you have any questions, feedback, are looking for a sponsor, or would like to be a sponsor, please contact us at sobrietypodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for more guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed, please contact us. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.